Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Dave Putnam, who's the executive director of the Miracle League of Southeastern Connecticut. Mr. Putnam. Pete, thanks for having Hi me Dave. back. Hi, Dave. How yeah, are you, buddy? Good to see great. you. Things are awesome. Good to see you as well. It's oh, been a while. It's been a couple months, but I'd like to come back and I know. I enjoy coming on your show. And, I know. Uh, it's, it's great to be able to promote Actually, our Actually, it's been about a month. I saw you at the board meeting last oh, month. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, was but say, I, I sat think, next to you. Yeah, yeah. A couple months since I've been here. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so. so, Dave, what's new with the Miracle League? So, you know, we provide opportunities for kids with disabilities to participate in recreational opportunities. Uh, in the summer of 2020, yeah. we finished our construction of our phase one, which included a fully accessible athletic field for kids with disabilities. And so we're excited that we're opening and that we did open and we had a ribbon cutting. Yeah. And uh, since then, um, the field has taken off and our activities have taken off. So we do activities on the field that include baseball, dance, lacrosse, soccer. Um, we did a really neat trick-or-treating event this fall and very pleased um, that we've had over 500 kids participate on our field since we did our ribbon cutting. Um, and we've had 100, over 150 volunteers to come help and be buddies. And uh, we, it's representative for kids from 40 communities from throughout Connecticut, which is really neat. So I know our field is located in East Lyme, Connecticut at Flanders School, mm -hmm. but we, uh, you know, we attract kids from all over Connecticut, which is really cool. Now, how did the idea of the Miracle League of Southeastern Connecticut come about? Great. So, a few years ago, we did a program called I Can Bike, which taught kids how to ride a bike independently for the first time. And we were sponsored with the Miracle League of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And at the time, they were looking, they have a field in West Hartford, a Miracle yes. League field in West Hartford. And at the time, they were looking to branch out and help other uh, areas in Connecticut build the field. Started us with some seed money. Um, we vowed to build this field without any taxpayer monies. Um, I have a board of directors of 25 people. Thank you for serving on our board say, of directors, Pete. Uh, yes, yeah, Dave. Yeah, so we have 24 <laughs> very active people. Right. Um, and so our goal, again, is to provide these opportunities for kids. So you know what? We started our fundraising. We started out with this goal of doing it without taxpayers' monies. And I think pe people really got behind that and really liked that, that it was a grassroots effort and that these people were going out to raise the monies. And, you know, we needed to raise a little over half a million dollars to do phase one, which is the field. And we were able to accomplish that. We were able to construct it. And we're, we're, now, uh, we're now off and running with our program. It's very exciting. So. Now what's the next phase? The next phase is phase two, obviously. obviously phase one, phase two. <laughs> um, we'll include a fully accessible bathroom facility, restroom, concession area. Right now, unfortunately, we wanted to get the field. We wanted to get the operations going. And we have a handicapped accessible Porta potty, right? No one likes to use a porta potty, yeah. so that's our next goal. Is that, and then also we have a playground or a playscape area that's there that's surrounded by wood chips. Okay. So it, it's not real accessible for those kids in wheelchairs and walkers. So our goal is to provide an opportunity for kids with wheelchairs and walkers to be able to be accessible to a playscape and a playground area. And so we'd have a port in place, very similar to like a track, but a little bit softer material. Um, so that the kids would be able to traverse along and get into ramps and all kinds of other things that would be totally um, fully accessible. We need to raise another half a million dollars to be able to do that. It's, it's expensive, and, but it, it's um, seeing the joy of play of the kids now on the field and then be able to provide them another opportunity to, um, to recreate and play is, is really important for us. Now, as far as the organization goes, how did you guys survive the pandemic? 
like everybody else. Yeah, right. Yeah, thoughts, right. right? And, and so the only really thing, positive thing that happened for it is our construction and the field is located on our one of our elementary schools in East Line. Yeah. So with school being out, there was no delays, there was no working around recess, working around when the kids were coming out for school. So the one positive that came out of the COVID situation was we started construction of February of 2020. Yeah. Schools, I think around early March, decided to go totally virtually. So yeah. um, that allowed the construction company to go and work set five days a week, eight hours a day without any disruptions. And we were able to complete the process in uh, the summer of 2020. So, you know, something normally we were ahead of schedule, right? So that was one good thing. The other thing that we did a pause on is our fundraising activities. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, you know, we asked for sponsorships and donations from local businesses and that kind of stuff and individuals. We put that all on hold. We didn't think it would fare. Those people were struggling, so we didn't want to go right. back to those same type of people. And then we have two big, our two big fundraising events were postponed as, as well. So we do the Nyanic Bay Oyster Festival, mm -hmm. which uh, is a big fundraiser for us. And then we do what's called Playing for a Miracle Bash, which is held at the Mohegan Sun. Mm -hmm. It's a baseball themed gala um, that, you know, in the past we've raised anywhere from 75000 to $80,000 in that one night. And so with not having COVID, our fundraising activities kind of got delayed for a year and we're we're a year behind of where we would like to be, but we're still moving forward. Hopefully we're coming out of this and um, we're planning on doing our Miracle League Bash on January 7th. It's gonna be at the Mohegan Sun Casino in the Earth Ballroom. Ooh. We have some, uh, it's a baseball themed with our food right. and our, um, and our and in the event itself, we have some great raffle prizes. We have some great speakers. Um, so it's, it's a really, it's a really fun event and uh, something that will help us get kick-started again into our phase two of our fundraising. So. Now, how did the idea of the event, how did the idea of the Playing for a Miracle fundraiser come about? Yeah, so we needed to do something w to bring awareness to our organization, okay? And so we thought about it, and uh, the Mohegan tribe has been great to us and to the Miracle League of Southeastern Connecticut. So we approached them about uh, using their ballroom, and, and they give us their ballroom, you know, um, for us to be able to use which is beautiful and so and then we wanted to thank our sponsors too so at the time that we developed this we had had a list of probably 100 150 sponsors um, some you know with significant contributions so we wanted to do an event that not only would um, raise awareness for us mm -hmm. thank right. the people that have donated to us and then ultimately it become a fundraiser as well and I think we've accomplished that people really enjoy going it's, it's informal we ask people if they want to dress up in their favorite baseball team or favorite athletic team to come we have cornhole we have uh, you know it, you know we have all kinds of activities that go on that's kind of different than a I'm gonna say a stuffy gala yeah right exactly so yeah, yeah so that's how it came about this will be our third year our first year our keynote speaker was Bobby Valentine okay and, and last year was John Flaherty from the um, from the New York Yankees, from yeah, the okay. Yes Network, sure. and this year we're working on that. I can't. Right. We have some. Um, <laughs> we don't know. We yet. have some irons in the fire, I right, guess. Exactly. I said, but we just don't know uh, who we're going to get yet. But stay uh, tuned for details. Yes, they, absolutely, stay, stay, absolutely. Stay tuned absolutely. for details. Yes. And everything's being worked out as we speak. I'm right. Assuming. Uh, absolutely. So, what time is the gala? The gala starts at six o'clock. Okay. 
and uh, it's a completely open bar. Um, we have good, like I said, good food. Um, we're trying to arrange for a batting cage to be there, a virtual batting cage. So if people wanted to oh, go cool. and take some cuts, they can. And uh, um, we want to make it fun for people and something memorable for people Absolutely. instead of your basic gap where you sit and dress up and yeah. you know that kind of thing. We wanted to make it fun and and, uh, and make it a good night for everybody. So. Most important question that we even covered yet. Tickets, how much? Tickets are $150. Okay. Again, it includes um, open bar for okay. four hours, all the food and drink, you know, all the food and dessert and everything that goes on. And then a portion of that obviously goes to um, goes to us because it is a fundraiser for right. us, right? And to be able to do that. We also have sponsorships available, so okay. you can buy a table. Um, I think a table is at $5,000 for a table of 10 okay. um, that you get. And then you get recognition on our website, at the event, uh, all kinds of um, little perks there. So our sponsorships are up over okay. over previous years Good. at this time. So that's great. I think people really like what we do, all right? And, and you know, we're providing activities for kids with disabilities to play. It's kind of hard, uh, you know, once you see it and right. once you kind of experience I'd welcome anybody to come on a yep. Sunday morning, watch these kids participate, watch these volunteers participate, watch the parents. It's just every Sunday I leave with a huge smile on my face because Absolutely. I see these kids just, whatever my week was the week before, right? I look forward to that Sunday. I come home and I got a big smile on my face. and, and I, I think I've talked to a lot of people that come to our field, oh, yeah. watch a game. I encourage the people to do that, um, that you get hooked right away. Now, what types of events do you guys, obviously, once the weather gets cold, you guys pretty much right. take so, a hiatus till spring? Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, actually, no, because no, okay. we're doing basketball. So oh, we yeah. do oh, Miracle well, let's League talk basketball. About basketball. Yep, so basketball starts on uh, Monday nights in January. Okay. Um, we meet at the Eastline Middle School. If people want to register, they can go on to the Miracle League website, and we'll, we can put that up for you yep, uh, we can down put the that road. Up right now, www.mlsect.org. Okay. You can find out information about that. You can also go to our Facebook page, uh, Miracle League of Southeastern Connecticut, and find it. So that's a program that we've been doing for a while, okay. um, and, and it's grown to the point where we used to have 12, 13 kids, you know, which was fun, and now we're up to somewhere around 40 kids participating. Oh, and it's neat that it's just not an East Line program. And so I think that's why this is great, that I get to come on your show. Yeah. We get to get on the other side of the river. Exactly. Right, and promote our activities. And we have had kids from Madison and Old Saybrook and this area, had them Killingworth. So um, please, if you're watching and you have kids or you know kids that are interested in participating in basketball, we'd love to have you uh, give us a call or you know go onto our website. We also do dance, and so we coordinate with the Eastern Connecticut Ballet, okay. which is located in East Lyme, and we do a dance program, cool. which is uh, really neat, and uh, we've been doing that for a while. So one of the good things that came out of building the field was we also do more programming away from the field now. So even though the field is the driver for us, we also do kayaking program, we do a sailing program, we do basketball, we do an Ike and Bike program, which mm -hmm. is probably one of our staple programs, which teaches the kids how to ride a bike, a two-wheel bike independently. Oh, cool. So not only do we do that for the, you know, for kids with disabilities, but we have the field. We're also doing um, programming for, during the winter time and off-site as well, so. Now, how supportive is the Miracle League up in West Hartford to you guys? They've been great. Yeah. 
and uh, you know it, we couldn't have done it without them. No. Right. So you know they they kind of put their money where their mouth was, if I could say. So um, you know they came and they wanted to do a field in East Lyme. They started us with some seed money. They've been to our gala each year and, and been a really big financial supporter of us. It's neat now that kind of, you know, we were the second field in Connecticut. There's now a group in Tolland okay. that's looking to build a field there, and that'll be the third field in Connecticut, uh, Miracle League field. So um, it's kind of neat to see um, the Miracle League of Connecticut start spreading their tentacles throughout the whole state and then putting, uh, putting fields in different parts of the, of the state as well. So Dave, cool. Dave Putnam, would you mind sticking around for another segment? I don't, no, All right, we'll, we'll be right back. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. She'll get it. Get it. Get it. When you bring home a Goodwill find, you give your whole town a reason to celebrate because you're also funding local job training and placement programs in tech, healthcare, and more. Goodwill. Bring good home. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Dave Putnam, who's the executive director of the Miracle League of Southeastern Connecticut. Dave, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Thank yeah, you, buddy. So, yeah. All right. Always love coming on your show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you and I don't see each other much. All right. Yeah. Once a month, maybe. Yeah, Pete, yeah. you're on our board when you come that. to our board meetings. And I then, know. Uh, our, 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 my couple, uh, couple months trip here to I your know, show. Yeah, thank it's you for having it's us. And it's always fun to see you. Yeah, Absolutely. You. Right. And Dave, we were talking a little bit about the Miracle League in West Hartford, and I understand we have two representatives of the Miracle League on our board right. that also serve, and you also serve on their board. That Who is, are they? Yeah, so we have Mike Michaud. Mike Michaud is the executive director of the Miracle League of Connecticut. Okay. And then we have Rich McCarthy. He's the president of the Miracle League of Connecticut. And so it's a nice relationship that not only did they help us financially, but they come down and they have a bunch of, they've already been through a lot of the things that we're going through as far right. as construction, as far as, um, you know, contractors, um, programming, that kind of thing. So they've been a huge help. And then, um, you know, I serve on their board as well. So uh, it, it's a nice, uh, nice partnership that we have with them. They're two amazing guys, passionate about, um, providing activities for kids with disabilities and um, fun to work with. Yeah. Good now, guys. one of the things we didn't we didn't we talked about in the first segment we talked about fundraisers that you guys did during the pandemic. One in particular that pops into my mind was the cooking demo. Oh, we did. Yes. So um, Flanders Fish Market did a virtual um, a, a virtual cooking show. Olivia Formica sure. is the head chef there, and she had done a, a, a menu for us, and people could um, 
sign up via Zoom and, and through our website to get the link um, as a fundraiser. And uh, we had quite a few people link into that, and uh, it was really neat. So that was one, you know, yeah. one little small thing that we could do. And the other things we wanted to keep uh, keep our name out there during the pandemic, and, and let people know that we're still uh, still viable and still going to be there when it was when it gets over. Absolutely. Over yeah. Now, as far as 2022 goes, what's 2022 look like for the right. Miracle? So we talked a little bit about our our. Playing for a Miracle Bash at yep. the Mohegan Sun. That's coming up in January 7th. I think we talked about that. And then the other thing um, that we've done that's really become a really neat community event, too, is the Niantic Bay Oyster Fest. Yeah. And so that's a day-long celebration that all the proceeds from that come to the Miracle League of Southeastern Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work. And Jim Grogan, oh, uh, one of our board members, chairs that. He does a tremendous job. He's so organized and stays on top of everything. It, it, it's really a neat event. So those two Fundraisers are our main uh, fundraisers uh, for moving forward with those, with the Miracle League Bash and then the Oyster Fest. And the Oyster Fest is really a neat day. We have bands that play throughout the day. We had eight oyster farms throughout Connecticut. We had breweries. We had food vendors. We had uh, Kids Corner. We had Cornhole. We had all kinds of stuff going on. It's really become a, a really, something that came out of this, it's really become a, a neat event for the region. Too. And it's a fundraiser for us, and we get our word out. But um, we noticed a lot of people coming just to enjoy uh, a, a nice day in Niantic. So absolutely. Great. As a yeah. matter of fact, for the Oyster Festival, Jim was on with me back in. He was okay. correct. <laughs> yes, back he was. in the yeah. spring. Yeah, yeah, back absolutely. in the fall, rather. What a great job he does, and his committee yeah. does a great job of uh, putting that together. So that's coming up September 24th of 2022. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we're always applying for grants and that kind of thing. Our, I think the thing we're most proud of that we don't use taxpayer monies no. um, to, to do this. And it's all privately fundraised. We're not gonna, that's our goal. We're not gonna go to the town of East Lyme and ask for a capital infusion of money or anything like that. We're, <laughs> no. gonna, we're gonna do that. And if it takes us another two years to finish phase two, then it takes us another two years. And I think people really appreciate that, that, uh, that we're doing it without Absolutely. any taxpayer money. Yeah. Now after phase two, what's the? So then we're gonna go into the same We'll, we'll have those two major fundraisers that okay. we'll continue to do. And, and the, the surfacing on the Miracle League field is mm -hmm. a synthetic turf or, um, without any of the crumb rubber in it. It's yep. really designed for um, kids in wheelchairs and walkers. That needs to be replaced. It's a seven-year warranty. We're looking at 10 to 12 years of perhaps replacing that. So that monies that we are raising after phase two is completed yep. would then go into um, replace you know a seeking fund to replace fund. that right correct to replace that and then improvements that we want to do down the road uh, for any of that and then additional programming it gives us a lot of flexibility and one of the things that's neat now is we're fundraising for phase two but we're also programming okay. right so our uh, our workload's gone up a little bit absolutely are. right because we before we were all just fundraising but now we're fundraising we're programming we're doing all this other, and we're all completely volunteers right and so uh, it's exciting, but it is, uh, uh, and I'm lucky that I have a great board mm -hmm. that is, uh, you know, you, some people serve on boards sometimes and they're not very active. Right. I have a board that is extremely active. Oh, absolutely. They volunteer, they, they uh, you know, they step up when they need it, they chair different committees, they, uh, you know, for example, our Pandy Wohler mm -hmm. does, uh, she couldn't come tonight, but she is the chair of the, uh, Playing for a miracle, that's right. Um, bash, and, and we talked about Jim and and, uh, and the Oyster Fest, and then we have a communications committee, and we have uh, 
uh, all kinds of uh, people doing a lot of good stuff for us. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So what other what other programs we want to talk about? Uh, you know, we you know this. I, I can't believe baseball is the to me is is the number one thing there, and to see the kids um, start hitting off a tee. Right, you know, when we first started, I would say probably 75% of our kids were, were hitting off of a tee. It's really neat on no one this fall in our fall league hit off of a tee. They were all hitting off of live pitching, really? which was really cool. Oh, yeah, cool. and just to see the kids' confidence level, you know, is, is really cool. And we're always looking for different programming you know options uh you know we have a couple of dance like we've mentioned eastern connecticut ballet mm -hmm, sure. does it and studio 22 dance in east lime does a dance program for us we had some approaches about doing zumbini which is a combination of zumba and yoga for younger kids All and, right. and they're uh, certified in that so we're always open to um any types of program that you know just expose as many kids as possible to as many different um, programs and opportunities and you know we, I think we're doing a good job of hitting those uh, those sports those common sports with baseball and actually we did a kickball program which was really cool and oh, cool. who knew you know kickball kind of all right let's try it and, you sure. know we had 27 kids register for kickball so oh, it was great go. yeah and then you know lacrosse and soccer and, and you know whatever you know the trick-or-treating event was great yeah let's talk you about know? that so this fall our first time we kind of stole the idea from West Hartford um, we had a trick-or-treating event on the field itself. So um, we had over 40 vendors set up tables from throughout the community. Okay. And the kids, it, it, typically if a kid in a wheelchair or walker went trick-or-treating in a mm -hmm. normal neighborhood, yeah. it's really difficult. Stairs and uh, yeah. you know all kinds of different obstacles. So we provide an opportunity for kids to trick-or-treat on our field, which is totally accessible. Kids in wheelchairs and walkers, and they had a great time. So we had 40 um, 40 vendors. We had approximately 200 kids come and have a really neat trick-or-treating event uh, on, on Halloween. And so those are the types of programs that kind of have evolved and, and uh, um, we're looking at movie nights to have on the Miracle League field and um, it's just been it's open. We're wide open. We're Absolutely. open for suggestions. Anybody out there has a suggestion or wants to do a program for us, uh, you know, give us a call and um, we'll, we'll try to hook something up. So. Now, as far as the programs, once the weather gets warmer in the spring, that's yep. probably going to be lacrosse. Baseball, 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 lacrosse, and kickball we did, and then dance. So okay. it was really neat. Sundays were Miracle League Day at the field. And uh, so we thought um, we tried it, and it worked out great. So we had uh, baseball in the morning. Mm -hmm. Kickball comes in at noon. Okay. Lacrosse at 2.30. Dance comes in after, and... It's a full day, so we have scheduled on that field from 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. We have activities going um, all day, and we had, I think we had 100 and 110 kids somewhere in that neighborhood participate on Sundays. Oh, excellent. Um, right, and we mentioned they're coming from all over. Yeah. So please spread the word if you're, you know, from this side of the river. We yeah. talked about it a little bit before, and we're trying to reach out to all the way to the Rhode Island border and into Rhode Island. and. Um, we want to welcome everybody to our field. So now, one thing we didn't mention is, after if there's an activity, 
and it goes past dark. Are there are there lights on the field? There are no? not lights, no? and that was part of the zoning, you know, the zoning thing. We didn't want to get into that, right. in, into that type of situation. It's a modified field. Yep. Um, what's really neat. So everything's during the day. Everything's during the day. Yeah. And what's neat is when it's not being used for adaptive sports, mm -hmm. the little league and the soccer club all get out there and use it. So it's it's uh, my thing is I want it, the community fundraise for it. They provided, I'm gonna keep it open. We don't yeah. have any locks on the gates. If people wanna go and have a kickball game on there, it's open. If they wanna do um, wiffle ball, they can go play wiffle ball there. Oh, we there have, you go. Um, your fathers bring their kids down for batting practice. Um, it, it's really become a really neat, uh, really neat additional inventory to our park system in East Lyme. And right. it's something we're, we're proud of, so. And what people don't know about Dave Putnam is the Miracle League of Southeastern Connecticut is not your is not your day job. It is not. Is what my, do you do? I, I am the Parks and Recreation Director for the Town of East Lyme. And I think I knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so um, it, this has given me a unique opportunity to do both. And, and so when we fundraise for it, our first selectman was great, Mark Nickerson at the time, yeah. um, allowed me to do Miracle League work on Park and Rec time mm -hmm. um, because it is a volunteer position. However, the Miracle League fundraised and we ultimately will provide the town with probably a $1.2 million improvement to the, to the park structure. Cool. So, yeah, absolutely. And nice. We're able to schedule it through Park and Rec, so it's a really, an, it's, it's a win-win for Miracle League, it's a win-win for the town, it's a win-win for the Park and Rec department that we all, um, that I'm that person, I guess, that kinda um, brings it all together and, and uh, it's been a really cool experience. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You guys sound like you got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire. You might say. I do I have a tremendous staff th for Park and Rec? Uh, you know, we have three beaches down there. We have the boardwalk. So I'm gonna put my Park and Rec hat on for a little Go bit. Go fed. Go for it. So we have the 1.1 mile boardwalk along Nyanic Bay. We have a great, uh, we have a great Main Street in Nyanic. Uh, the Nyanic Light Parade is coming up on December 11th. Yep. We'll have a float in it. That's so right. That's right. We'll have a float in it. That's and, right. Uh, so that's uh, our 33rd year of the uh, of the light parade, and uh, it's a great community. It really is uh, fun to work in, and they're very supportive not only of the Miracle League but also of uh, of the Park and Rec department. It's been a Dave Putnam. Uh, before we say goodnight, really quick website for the Miracle yes. League one more time. Go yes, ahead. please. www.mlsect.org. Dave Putnam from great. the Miracle League. Thanks for some Pete, time, buddy. Thank you for having me. See you Appreciate soon. It. You got it. You got it. Thank On behalf you. of Dave Putnam, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.